0: Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark, host of the show, and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels, and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. Rollins Around Town highlights the connections between Rollins and the Central Florida community, introduces the college to important community leaders, and shares the impact Rollins has throughout town. The goal of the show is to share the role, the important role Rollins plays in town and how important the college is to our region. So thank you for joining us. And it is my pleasure to welcome the Dean of the Hamilton Holt Program at Rollins College, Dr. Rob Sanders. Welcome to the show, Rob, and thank you for joining us. Well, good morning, Sam. Thanks for having me. So for starters, you know, we're not really doing the full deep dive into the bio. We're just sort of asking people, just tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And um, a little bit about how you got to, um, you know, at least to and through your educational experiences.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. So, wow. um, (laughs) Wow. It's been a long journey, but uh, an exciting one. So I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, was there uh, through my high school years. Uh, went off to college at Indiana University, so two and a half hours down the road, yeah. and studied English education. I returned to Cincinnati and was a high school English teacher uh, for a number of years. Uh, went back and got a master's degree at University of Kentucky, uh, again, about two and a half hours down the road. And uh, worked as a librarian, school librarian, for a a couple of years. Uh, Then I decided to go back and earn my doctorate at the University of Cincinnati. So I did the whole tri-state basketball school uh, sort of thing. Uh, And at the time, they were all doing quite well, (laughs) which was exciting. But uh, earned my doctorate and went and worked as a um, technology consultant and curriculum supervisor at the uh, county office. And uh, that led me into – Uh, working in distance education. Uh, I supervised teachers who were teaching over a video network, uh, a number of different classes that were shared across the the region. Um, At that point, I decided that I was gonna start my own company, uh, consulting firm, to help others uh, work in in that arena. And I did that for a while as an instructional design firm. Uh, And then I decided that I wanted to go back into education. Uh, But at that point in my career, I decided that uh, rather than returning to the K-12 space, uh, I wanted to work in higher ed. And I had been teaching at the University of Cincinnati and at Xavier University for about five or six years uh, while I was doing these other things. And so I... I, uh, applied to schools and ended up at Appalachian State University and I was there for 16 years. Uh, I worked uh, as I was an assistant professor when I arrived. Uh, The last six years that I was there I was serving as the associate dean of graduate studies um, over the you know with the entire campus. And then I got to a point (laughs) where I felt like I had been there a long time and wanted some new opportunities, some new experiences and that's when I found Rollins and I came down here and I've been here since July of 2019 and have loved every minute of that's it
0: that's fantastic well you've been an immediate and a fantastic addition already oh, so um, we, we love having you here one day in another show I'll tell you my Bobby Knight story oh yeah uh, it's a good one it's okay. a it's a good one but probably better for off air <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, going back to your undergraduate days, were you, uh, you know, so bigger school, uh, were you actively engaged in the in the college, or did you sort of just pick a major and, and grind it out, or how, how was your undergraduate experience?
1: Very, very engaged. Um, so when I went to school, uh, it was interesting, and when I was in high school, I, I'm a musician, so that's something that a lot of folks don't know about me, cool. uh, and I continue to play to this day. I'm a drummer. Okay. Um, and and when I was in high school, I was in every band, every orchestra, everything that you can imagine. And interestingly enough, when I went to Indiana, I, I wasn't sure that I really wanted to do that. And my parents convinced me, you need to get involved. That's how you're going to meet people. And I did. I joined the marching band, right. uh, which I never thought I would do. Right. And that became my family. Uh, that became my group of friends the entire time. And to this day, I have friends really primarily because of my involvement in the band program there. Uh, as a result of that, I got involved in, I played in a, a variety of other groups. I was in the uh, uh, the pit Orchestra for some of the musicals and um, uh, had was in bands around town that we played in, and, and both of my roommates were uh, performance majors, as it turned out. So, you know, it really... Uh, made my, my college experience uh, so memorable. Uh, in fact, I had dinner with a good colleague of mine who was a cymbal player in the drum line nice. uh, with me. He was in town and we had an opportunity to get together. So uh, it, it really, it, it pays to get involved.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, uh, that's impressive. Did not know that.
1: That's a good. That's a good. Did you know
0: fact now about Dean Robert Sanders? <laughs> so uh, on to Appalachian State, associate dean of the Graduate Studies Program. Is it a separate program or is it sort of within their traditional
1: undergraduate uh, programs? So it's interesting. It, in some ways, it operates a little bit like the Holt School, uh, in that um, their the faculty uh, are you know they they are housed in departments which are housed in academic colleges, and. Every, not every department but most of the departments had graduate programs and so the faculty who were in those departments they taught at the undergraduate level and then they taught occasionally at the graduate level and so the graduate school uh, was more of an administrative unit in that we were the ones who kind of uh, shepherded and, and nurtured and supported uh, programs and, and the, the faculty that were that were teaching those programs. The students were actually our students, just as the Hamilton Holt students, our you know students of the Hamilton Holt School. But the faculty, just like here, the faculty are are generally CLA faculty. Uh, the faculty there were faculty in those respective uh, colleges, and so really my job was to build relationships and to encourage and support and and again facilitate, uh, but much more of an administrative perspective. Uh, rather than uh, the role of, say, an academic dean within, say, a college of health sciences yeah. or a college of education. Got it. Interesting. So l- l- take us into to the Hamilton Holt School.
0: Um, you know, been around for 60 years mm-hmm. and um, an incredible um, history and, and pet- pedigree of, of students. Uh, what, what did you find when you got here a year ago? Where are you today? And, and you know, what sort of what's the future of the Hamilton Holt program?
1: Oh, big questions. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that really appealed to me uh, when I saw the the posting uh, was this description of the Holt School as a hub of innovation. Mm. And I was just thinking about this yesterday again, and and thinking about what that means to me today compared to what I uh, thought that might be. Um, and and I, in some ways, you could argue that the, I don't really have a, a change of opinion on that. I, I think there are so many opportunities uh, with uh, what we're doing in Holt. Uh, for, for the listeners, uh, so you understand, uh, the Holt School is our school at Rollins for adult and graduate studies. Uh, we have uh, about 700, 750 students, depending on the semester. Um, Most of those students are undergraduate students, about 450 or so, uh, again, depending on the semester. And then the remaining students are graduate students. Uh, They are all adults. Um, Now, we have younger adults and we have older adults, uh, but you'll find that even the younger adults have adult responsibilities in, in most cases where they might ha, uh, uh, be a caregiver, they may be working full time, they may be uh, a parent, uh, They, you know, there may be other uh, they may have stopped out of school for a while and then they've returned to school. Uh, we have a lot of transfer students from Valencia and Seminole and other uh, schools around the area and so we're really serving a very different population in the Holt School uh, through the, the programs that we offer. And so uh, we have to be innovative in how we do that. We're we're not, as I like to say, we're not CLA at night. We're not just taking the, the CLA model, the the Rollins model that we experienced during the day, and just and just apply that at night without making uh, changes and modifications to really meet the unique needs of adult learners right. uh, who have those different needs and different expectations. You know, we are we remain true to the liberal arts ethos of the college. Uh, we're very proud of of that and and how we do that. Uh, but there are other things that we do differently to to make that experience um, fit the needs. Yeah. And so, uh, in the pro in the whole school, we have uh, eighteen programs. Uh, a, let's see. 17 programs, Uh, we have 11 (laughs) 11 undergraduate programs right now, and we have six graduate programs uh, to serve those students. And they're in a variety of areas. Uh, As I mentioned, the undergraduate students, some of them are coming straight in, and we do offer the opportunity for them to fulfill their gen ed. Uh, And then we have students who are transfer students who come in, they've already uh, fulfilled the gen ed, and so they're going right into their major uh, and taking elective courses. Um, and then the graduate students, as I mentioned, we have the six graduate programs that they go directly into, and uh, and so what we what we really focus on in Holder, what I've been talking about lately. Are sort of the 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 triple A's uh, affordability, accessibility, and academic quality. Mm. And so, with affordability, I mean we charge by the course, and so uh, we have the the ability to to make this in a very affordable option to get that quality, high quality Rollins experience uh, for a student who uh, is interested in one of our programs and who wants to attend uh, in in the evening. Um, For the accessibility, that means a a variety of things. Uh, One, we want to make sure that we have a comprehensive portfolio of programs that they uh, have accessible to them. Uh, But we also want to make sure that we are offering courses at a time and at a frequency that actually meets the needs of these working adults. Uh, and then, in terms of uh, 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 academic quality, we want to make sure that the Holt School is seen as Rollins. Right. That that the, the the quality of the education that they receive through the Holt School is the same quality of education that they're going to receive in any of the other schools uh, at Rollins College. And so, I think we're you know doing a good job with yeah. with all three of those areas.
0: Yeah, it's an evolution, right? Like it is. Um, Rollins at night or Holt when I was a student here I mean it, it seemed very separate and very different um, but I think it, clearly over time that's evolved and now frankly intentionally it's important that there really I mean there is a difference but mm-hmm. um, to your point, it's the same academic rigor, it's the same academic quality mm-hmm. and um, it's a, it's a real asset for, uh, for, for students uh, some, some non-traditional some some traditional but um, mm-hmm. they're really you know if you had to summarize the difference, um, is, it, uh, is it timing? In other words, is it uh, the, the, the student population is different and the class times are different?
1: So I've thought a lot about that. And, and when I came, I really challenged folks on campus to, to answer the question, what is Holt? You know, yeah. what is the Holt School? How do you see that difference? And what I've come away with after two years of asking that, almost two years of asking that question, is that I think our student population is different. Uh, some will will point to the timing. I, I frankly that is different, but I don't think that's a defining characteristic yeah. uh, so much. Um, others may disagree, but uh, uh, but I think it's it's the student population that we're serving. Yeah. The, the focus on adult learners, the needs of adult learners, the experiences, life experiences of adult learners, that really influence um, th- again their expectations, their needs uh, of of what. Um, Higher education uh, is is to them. Uh, the other piece that I would mention is that if you look at the population of our adult adult students uh, in the Holt School, um, we have significant diversity. We're reaching into a wide range of communities throughout the Central Orlando area. You know, our Holt students are local. You know they live within 50 miles of campus. They're looking for a way to uh, enrich their lives, and so they're looking at, at their their options. And they're saying, "Wait a second, Rollins is the kind of school that I want to attend. I, I I believe in what they believe, and and they have an opportunity for me not to leave my job, not to leave my family, not to leave my home, and and be there 24/7, which. You know, for many students, um, you know the, yeah. that was my experience. Uh, it, it is an undergrad, but for many students, that's not a possibility. And so, there there are uh, we have students from all across the region, from all sorts of communities, all sorts of backgrounds, um, uh, racial identities, ethnic identities, coming to Rollins through the Holt School. And, and taking advantage of that affordability, accessibility, and academic yeah. quality.
0: What's the biggest obstacle in finding the students? In other words, is it actually finding and identifying them? Is it is it competition, whether it's online or, or, or UCF or others? Or, mm-hmm. or is it part of it, is part of it emotional? Like just for people saying, yeah, I'm not really sure I want to do this. I'm ready to do this. I can do this because I've been out of the game for so long.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, All of the above. Uh, I'll start with the the last. I I think you just described what a lot of adult students are struggling with. You know, I've been out of this for a while. Can I do it? Uh, Sometimes they didn't do so well the first time. Uh, They know that they want to go back. They know that they need to go back to school. How are they going to do that? And so they may be looking for a a place where they know they're going to get a certain level of support, a certain level of attention. And I think that's what makes Rollins appealing and certainly uh, then the whole school appealing to them. Uh, They don't want to go someplace and and be a number. Uh, They don't want to go someplace and and be overwhelmed. Uh, They want to have class with uh, Friends and colleagues like them. Yeah, you know when they look around the classroom. If I'm a 32, well, let me say that the average age of a whole undergrad is 27.1 years old. I mean, they're they're older students, and so if I'm 27 years old, 28 years old, and I look around the class, I want to see others who Mm -hmm. are in their late 20s or maybe early 30s or um, people who have had. Experiences like me that may have children that they're they're taking care of, right. uh, and and that's so important to an adult student. I think the the big challenge is to really get the word out about Holt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it has been around for sixty years, and we've really been true to our mission during that entire time. Uh, it has evolved over time, of course, and and we we go through phases, as I understand, you know, mm-hmm. in learning about the history of Holt, uh, where we are better known at certain times in the community than others. Uh, but UCF is the second largest university in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is hard to compete, you know, with them. They offer a lot of programs. They're very well known. They have a lot of folks living in the area that, that attended there. And it's a very good school, yep. um, but it's a very different school than, than us. And so, what we need to do is make sure that we uh, present, you know, Rollins and and Holt as an alternative to say, okay, you know, these are good choices. But if you want this kind of experience, if you want these smaller classes, this very personalized attention, um, you want the liberal arts ethos woven into everything that you're you're doing, uh, then. Rollins and, yeah. and hold is the place to be for you
0: what are your, what are the most popular majors right now you mentioned the 17 program so what's sort of the the, the popular ones uh, right. today
1: right so um, so of course business uh, psychology communication studies are our three largest undergraduate majors uh, we've seen a lot of growth in the education program uh, they have um, uh, worked with Orange County Public Schools and they've developed a pathways program. And so we've been uh, 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 inviting in, admitting uh, paraprofessionals working in Orange County Public Schools uh, to join our elementary ed uh, program. And that's been extremely successful. So that's probably been the fastest uh, growing program here. Uh, Our graduate programs, our counseling program uh, is the largest of of the ones that we offer. Uh, We also have a master's in human resources uh, that is quite large, and then we have a couple uh, programs in health sciences that are that are growing. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, uh, behavior analysis and public health. Uh, we also have a, a Master of Liberal Studies program that has been around for quite some time uh, that has always been extremely popular and, and you know transformative for, yeah. for so many students. And then uh, we also have a, a licensure program uh, on, in education that's at mm-hmm. the master's level for those uh, folks who have started in another area, who have, have a degree in another area, but want to become a teacher uh, after they've graduated and so they return for an MAT. And, mm-hmm. um, and and I'll mention something that, that's been very exciting recently to tie those two together, yeah. and that is we uh, recently adopted or, or approved an accelerated pathways program. Uh, so for students who are currently at Rollins, uh, whether they're CLA students or Holt students as undergrads, uh, they can actually uh, begin a graduate program uh, in uh, five of those six graduate programs that I just mentioned. Uh, as seniors and uh-huh. so and then they can double count the coursework uh, that they take and of course there's a limit to how much uh, they can double count but it's a significant amount that could actually shave off quite a bit of time and quite a bit of money uh-huh. uh, in terms of pursuing that graduate program and so we're that was just approved we're rolling it out we already have applicants here and uh, very excited to see where that takes us yeah. uh, to really continue to link those undergraduate programs to those graduate programs. that's sort
0: of a comparable 3-2 program with Crummer?
1: It's it's similar to that. It's yeah. uh, the 3-2 model is a model that's used nationally that has a certain philosophy. Uh, there are other models that are uh, considered 4-1 models. This is probably more like a 4-1, you know, not to get into the yeah. <laughs> uh, the details of all of that. But, yeah. but basically, yes. That's it, great. It, For those of you who are familiar with the 3-2, it is very similar to that.
0: How how does Holt adapt to meet the needs of of a changing workforce you know environment in in Central Florida and the economic engine you know of Central of the Central Florida region? It,
1: do do we do that? Can you do that? Will you do that over time? We have to do that, and and I think going back to this idea of Holt being the hub of innovation here, we have to be doing that constantly. Uh, that's where my advisory board really uh, uh, becomes so valuable. <laughs> they're so valuable in so many ways. Uh, but uh, to answer that question, uh, I, I reach out to my advise, advisory board members to talk to them because uh, they're representing different uh, industries throughout the throughout the region and telling us, you know, what the needs are, what the changing expectations are, uh, and Holt needs to be nimble enough. That it can change and and bring on new programs to meet those needs uh we are you know a a school that that is housed at a liberal arts institution and so there's a there's a certain tradition and history and 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 um you know focus that that comes with that that's so important to to who we are as a as an institution but at the same time holt the holt school is is an opportunity for us to meet the needs that the 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 unique and, and immediate needs of the community. And if those needs change, then we need to change. And so we need to maintain sort of kind of who we are, but do that in a way that, um, that is responsive. And so, uh, for example, we are currently working on uh, a couple new undergraduate programs and graduate programs and a certificate um, in response to some of the things that that we've we've uh, been told and, and have been hearing about. Yeah. Uh, we've also contracted with a uh, market research firm uh, that we've been working with for the last year and a half. And so they have been doing uh, several market analyses That's to help great. us understand, you know, again, more deeply what those needs are. Uh, so we're really excited about the direction and, and again, going back to this notion of, of accessibility, increasing that portfolio, diversifying that portfolio in a way that students who, who uh, want to come to Rylands but are looking for something that we don't currently offer Give us a year; we may have have right. it available to that's you. That's
0: great. That's innovation. That's that's fantastic. Tell us a little bit more about the community advisory board. What role do they, you know, play, and um, and and how do they help, not only with the curriculum development, but also for students? And I, I assume there's probably some mentoring and, and jobs and shadowing and, and other things like that 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 are part of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a group, a wonderful group of folks who are just huge advocates for for the Holt School. Uh, Some of them are are actually graduates of the Holt School. Others are community members who just have a passion uh, for adult learners. Uh, They have two primary responsibilities as it relates to Holt. One is uh, fundraising. And again, that gets back to the affordability piece. I mean, I wanna make sure that Holt is as affordable as possible uh, I don't want there to ever be a single student who cannot come to Rollins because they can't afford to do that and hold is a wonderful way you know to, to make that happen and our advisory board members you know are, are really instrumental in keeping keeping hold affordable uh, and then the other really has to do with enrollment and mm-hmm. and that can be thought of very broadly uh, but helping us uh, You know, reach out to students, uh, identify students, um, talk about the Holt School in their networks of of friends and colleagues and coworkers uh, to to get that word out about the Holt School and and to help us um, you know help us uh, grow and 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 serve that uh, larger audience that we think is out there who is really looking for something like this. but the other piece of that enrollment is supporting the students that are here, right. and, and you, you asked about that. Uh, one of the initiatives that I'm very excited about that uh, you know I know, Sam, you've heard about uh, and, and others is called Share the Light. And this is something that uh, has been a partnership uh, with many of the units on campus, Advancement, uh, our uh, uh, Career and Life Planning uh, Center, and, and we have um, kind of tapped into that. And with Share the Light, it's an opportunity uh, to get connected to Rollins students yeah. uh, through mentorships, through internships, through job postings, through the sharing of their expertise. And I've encouraged every single one of my board members uh, to sign up for this, as well as to share it with their friends and colleagues. To sign up for this, so, so that they can, uh, you know, find opportunities to volunteer or to get to get connected in whatever way makes sense. Yeah. And so I had a board member the other day that said, "Hey Rob, I have I want to hire Holt students, um, but I don't know how to reach them." And I said, "Oh my gosh! Well, here's the perfect opportunity. <laughs> right. We had just rolled this out. I sent him the link, and so now he has that." I have other board members who say you know, I may have opportunities down the road. How can I get connected? Well, we have this virtual networking fair coming up, and we, we've we had others like that in the past, so they can get involved in those things. Uh, I have board members who are actually involved in teaching classes or speaking to classes uh, about their life experiences, whether that has to do with um, uh, entrepreneurship or, or business practices or just sharing their expertise around counseling or, or anything else uh, that has been so uh, extremely valuable. And so with the Share the Light initiative, it's just a, it's been a phenomenal way uh, for us to uh, to really expand those connections. That's
0: fantastic. I know it's a little bit of a slippery slope to, uh, to ask this question, but, but in, in CLA and, and at Rollins, CLA, by the way, is College <laughs> of Liberal Arts, I'm not sure we <laughs> said you. that, but we all use the, the language. Um, you know, we've had a couple guests on, and I, I think Rollins sometimes has a, uh, you know, there, there's a brag moment, and so we all brag about Fred Rogers, and and we had Hal George on, who's a community member, and a couple of his friends. One was Richard Spencer, who was the Secretary of the United States Navy, and Michael O'Donnell, the Chairman and CEO of Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Is there a is there a Holt alum that you that you're willing to <laughs> call out? And I know it's risky, but and I think people would understand and appreciate if you don't call out their name. But is there somebody that people would say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that." Blank went to you know got a degree from from the Holtz program at Rollins.
1: You know Sam, I, I suspected you were going to ask that question, <laughs> and um, I'm I'm going to dodge it a okay, little bit here. And we do have uh, some names of of people that I think folks uh, listeners would would recognize, but in, in terms of, and, and this may sound like a, a real dodge, <laughs> but but I'm going to answer this way anyway. So. I mean, they're all they're all notable yeah. um, and and I'll I'll give you a good example. Um, so yesterday, uh, I got a phone call from actually she's not even an alum. Uh, she will soon to be an alum uh, who works at one of our local community colleges who reached out to us and invited us to come speak to students uh, at the college about the whole school, about scholarship programs that we offer, about the programs that we offer. In my mind, she's like the most important Holt student we have and right. Holt alum right now that we have. Um, that that to me is is notable, uh, and we have many others like that. Uh, I mentioned we have board members who who are Holt alums. Yeah, those are notable folks because not only did they come here as students, but now they've returned and they're giving back daily. Yeah, you know of their their time, their talents, and their treasures uh, to support you know the Holt School and and the students that we serve. Uh, so in my mind, they are the most notable.
0: Good, fair enough. Shift to COVID a little bit. How, how has COVID, and almost half your term here, has been uh, <laughs> in in COVID time? Um, yes. How's it affected the program? How's it affected your your you know in in the
1: classroom and, and your role as a dean? Yeah, um, well, you know, COVID obviously has affected all of us in in so many ways. Um, but there, there have been some some positives I think that have have come out of this. Uh, I think we were anticipating, uh, you know, last spring that we were going to see huge declines in enrollments and 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 that this was really going to disrupt everything that we did because of you know who Rollins what we were were very much relational and we're face to face and 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 I just witnessed a campus that rose up and took on the challenge in extraordinary ways. And when fall rolled out, we didn't really see the declines. I mean, we, there were a few students who decided to, to hold off, sure. but it wasn't this precipitous decline uh, of students. There were still students who wanted to come to Rollins uh, in, in this new way. And we shifted to uh, an online you know delivery and then uh eventually this this combination of face-to-face in a very safe socially distanced way uh, hybrid options virtual options and in holt it was really interesting and this didn't surprise me because again going back to that adult learner if i'm 28 years old and i have you know a spouse and and a child and i'm working during the day coming to campus two or three times a week you know, can be a challenge. I, I'm, I'm up for it. But if I have the opportunity to maybe do some of my coursework, and I don't think any of our whole students want to do all of it online. That's not why they choose us. Yeah. That's not why they come to Rollins. And so that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. But for the students who may otherwise have had to come three days a week and fight the Orlando traffic to say, oh, if I can come on Tuesday and maybe take two classes face to face, and maybe there's there's a third class that's that's virtual, or maybe if um, my my two of the classes I'm taking meet every other week, uh, and you know, and then in in between they're virtual, that really begins to meet their needs in a way that that again I think is 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 common uh, among adults. Education programs, right. and and we've ha- we've seen a real positive response to that. Uh, I think going forward, you know, we're certainly going to return, you know, to to our roots and, and our traditions. But I think the faculty here have recognized that there is there is a power in technology, um, and that technology can be used to enhance and and, and uh, supplement. Uh, what we do very well in a face-to-face space. and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, that will be the decision of others and I will certainly support uh, you know our faculty and and the administration, uh, yeah. my f- fellow administrators uh, in in how that plays out. But, uh, but one, I, one area I think we will probably see some continuance uh, in, in the greater use of, of technology tools is, is probably in some of our student services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you that our advising team has just like blossomed mm-hmm. uh, during this time. Uh, they have found that uh, they can better meet the needs of, of the students who need advising services uh, by being available um, all day long and well into the evening by setting up WebEx, and so I think in the future what we anticipate seeing is that they will be here on campus and they will always be available for face-to-face appointments. But opening up the you know access to them uh, through the technology is going to be a way that would prevent a student who might be out in a Popka who says, oh, I need to meet with an advisor about these classes, but I can't make it to campus by four o'clock, right. or I can't make it by five o'clock, and so how am I ever going to meet with my advisor? Well, now they can arrange to have a one o'clock WebEx, talk through their their schedule or the needs that they might have. Uh, it's a simple thing, but it's not something that we were really doing in the past that, that because of COVID, I, I anticipate us doing extensively in the future.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you touched on one of the questions was what, you know, five years from now is is Holt different because it maybe has a, a very specific and intentional online component. But mm-hmm. to your point, I mean, that kind of isn't the Rollins thing, although maybe it could be for that student, but uh, it, it sounds like a bit of a TBD still.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've struggled with this throughout my entire career. I mentioned to you that I had done consulting around this, and, and I spent quite a bit of time. Uh, I mean, I had a program that I taught fully online, and and oftentimes you know folks wonder or the question is well what's better face to face or online, and I, I I've often said well it's, usually that's not the, the 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 question the question is is it online or nothing at all mm-hmm. and and so I think you know we we just need to rethink about rethink how we we think about um you know the use again of of those technologies i i always prefer to be face to face i'm yeah. i'm face to face with you mm-hmm. here today uh and and you know it's it's great to be with other people and and it's great to be in a classroom i i i do prefer that but sometimes if you want to meet the needs of somebody you've got to do Uh, you know, use those technologies to do that. So we have programs that do some hybrid options. I think hybrid is a wonderful uh, way of really blending the the personal uh, and and relational with the technology. And they have been very successful. So I could anticipate other programs maybe moving in that direction. Um, But it's not our intent to move to a, a totally virtual format.
0: You've been here almost two years. Uh, have you have you found a favorite spot on campus that you just love, and uh, you know is maybe sort of go to and get uh, get recentered and refocused during uh, during tough times?
1: So uh, every once in a while, uh, if if there's a lot going on, and I just need to get away. I'll, I take a, a loop around campus, and I always find myself uh, down by the lake. Yeah. Um, and so I I would say that while there's not a single spot, I think just by the lakefront. Uh, looking out across at the homes and looking back, you know, behind me at the campus and you know that path to get there as yeah. well, going past you know the beautiful buildings that we have here uh, on campus is, um, is is remarkable and it's it's calming and soothing and uh, you know sometimes it just takes me twenty thirty minutes or whatever to to do the loop but it just you know gives me a chance to clear my head and and get back to to work and. I mean, the entire time, obviously, I'm you know mulling things over and right. thinking through things, so it's it's perfect.
0: Well, I, I the only question I give uh, guests a heads up on, at least when I when they're Rollins colleagues, is is this one. And so, if you were president of Rollins for a day, what what would you do? Uh, what would President Sanders do at Rollins for twenty four hours?
1: Oh my gosh, you did <laughs> say you were going to ask me this, and oh wow, I, you know that that's a tough question. I mean, there there are. Uh, needless to say, whatever I would do, I think would would be something you know in support of of Holt. Uh, I would probably have okay. I would I would have a Hamilton Holt Day. Nice. Um, I know that you share with me a number of your guests have talked about Fox Day, uh, and and I know that's very popular on campus. But to have a Hamilton Holt Day where we celebrate uh, not only you know. Our, our former president Holt, yes. uh, but also just to celebrate the Holt School. And, you know, we, as you mentioned at the beginning, we did celebrate our 60th anniversary last year, and we did a, quite a few things. We had a book published and we had uh, several events before COVID that we were able mm-hmm. to uh, uh, to do that. Uh, but there were some things that we didn't get to do. And um, and just to maybe have a day where the whole campus was, was focused on that, uh, uh, you know, I I always envision you know everybody affiliated with Holt walking around with some sort of Holt T-shirt on, you know that you know that says you know I'm with Holt right. or, or whatever, <laughs> just so everybody really sees the the impact and and um, how extensively Holt is integrated into campus. I yeah. you know I think sometimes Holt is thought of of as you kind of alluded to earlier this thing over there, and it's it's a, a you know a minority of of um, our campus population, but it really isn't. If you think about the overall population, student body, uh, you know, we're we're about a third of the size of the College of Liberal Arts in terms of our our population, and you know, with the number of programs and the number of students, and then the number of faculty and staff on this campus to right. support Holt through teaching and other support services we're, we're a, a major part of this this campus uh, and and to be able to recognize that in a very special way I think would would be my my choice
0: well, I love that answer and I think it's something that a lot of us you you obviously are leading that but are, are working hard to make that happen every day mm. um, Dean Rob Sanders, uh, head of the Hamilton Holt Program here at Rollins College, thank you. Thanks for being with us today. For for any information about the Holt Program, people can go to rollins.edu and, and there you, you can take your right to Holt. I don't know if there's a different link or domain that you send people to.
1: It's easy enough to get through the uh, from to it from the homepage. Yep. So I would just encourage that. Yeah. Yes.
0: So rollins.edu. Well, thank you. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks for being here with us at Rollins and uh, keep it up, continue your great work and eager to uh, see the continued progress and success of the Hamilton Hope program under your leadership.
1: Well, thank you so much and thanks for having me.
0: Well, uh, another episode of Rollins Around Town. We thank you for joining us. I thank uh, Samantha for uh, running our board today. And to keep updated on our show and our guests, follow us on Facebook uh, and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town on Apple and Spotify. So with that, we wish you a great day in Winter Park or wherever you might be. Thanks.